2: Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, McCole headed to the injured reserve, is Pacheco the new lead back in Kansas City, and Trent McDuffie faces his first true test as a pro. Special guests include Pete Sweeney at 11 and Andy Reid live at 1. Rob Collins in studio as well. Forgot about that one. Now two guys ready to get freaky on the Friday, Cody Taff and Alex Gold. <laughs> What's going on? It is Red Friday in Kansas City. Yeah, Rob Sorry, Rob. So Rob. Rob's a P1, too, so he probably yeah, caught that. Yeah,
3: yeah, Rob Collins. You caught it.
2: You caught yourself. And also, Rob Collins, he'll be here. Well, I just realized I didn't write it down. Gotcha. But I made a mental note. How could you forget about him, you know?
4: How could you?
3: But no,
2: Rob Collins will join As us. As a
4: punishment, we're taking your camera away, and we're giving it to Rob
2: Collins today, at one I feel like you already would have done that, but fair. True. Not important. Just know that that's going to occur. That's all. Well, Rob Collins is a professional on-camera person. Yeah, he's used to the camera being on him. He's ready to go. And let's be honest. There's one guy who needs to have a camera on him. It's Rob Collins. This is true. We this can honestly, true. I wouldn't be opposed to all RC three fifty. Of us. I mean, let's give him three <laughs> different angles. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> just put every camera on Rob Collins.
3: Just have the solo shot on him again. If you're wondering what we're talking about, with cameras, if you missed maybe earlier this week uh, for whatever reason, we are video streaming the show now as well. So if you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, as long as Twitter's still around, uh, you can watch the show. How about that on last there. night? Yeah, I was a little nervous that it was like actually I, look, I don't so real quick. So Twitter everybody's aware of what's been going on recently and last night there was a couple reports suggesting that because so much of the workforce has decided to leave that like the site might just collapse. And I don't think it would collapse forever, but like it could have just gone down and been done for like a week or so. And so everybody was freaking out a little bit. Like I even posted my Instagram link or whatever because it is true. Like I don't like we know for our for what we do in this industry and stuff, there is a little bit of brand and, and having you some of that. So,
2: get any new followers? A handful on Instagram, yeah. How many are we talking? Six. <laughs> That's it. Not anywhere near the amount well, that the, I have the, the, uh, I funny. have not
4: sent
3: out yeah. the and follow I me on and Instagram. And I won't. Yeah. By you, the way. You won't? You, you're against that? You
2: refuse? No, I will not at any point try to promote any other social. I'm hoping to sort of just fade into obscurity more than i already yeah, have look, Listen, you
4: already are an online ghost you uh, don't need to be less of one i mean he's he's got instagram and twitter
3: and an online ghost i saw nick was checking out my linkedin profile i got an alert that said nick viewed my linkedin profile Wait, do you pay so for like ago. the
4: linkedin thing that says no. who's paying no for it? but no. i
3: always
2: get i always get always get thing. emails yeah. even though
3: I no, never do anything on
2: LinkedIn. I always get emails saying this person's in your network. You might know them. Yeah. I unsubscribed
5: yeah. from. Yeah, Oh I uh, of that. No, I
2: don't pay
3: for LinkedIn. All I have that. the the free version. But no, I saw. It. I still to Nick's point, I still get alerts like so and so. Nick, do you know Nick Schwartz? He viewed your profile, and I'm like, I think I know that guy. It's a shame, I by the way. Sean
4: Barber was just in for the <laughs> Chiefs roundtable. They didn't get to see him on video. Yeah, the morning that, show doesn't have video. That's yet.
3: why, for those of you watching, he's he's got his Chiefs hoodie on. He's point he's pointing at it, and uh, he does not come on our show anymore. And you know he gave that?
4: you a hard time for not wearing any Chiefs gear on Which Red Friday for I the don't... first video on Red Friday. Yeah, so people can see that you're in red or not.
3: Yeah, it's funny. Normally, I do wear red like all the time. This week, I don't think I've worn much Chiefs stuff. But uh, Sean Barr doesn't come on our show anymore. I don't know. You know, he just he texts us all the time, but he he's doesn't winning in our guillotine he, league. He's winning in our guillotine league, but doesn't come on our show. I don't know. You know. I don't know what he. I don't know
6: what he does. I don't know. Well, Ag. I mean, oh, I, I'm hey. in. The, that's right. I've infiltrated the the production studio. <laughs> you say I'm never on the show, so I infiltrated the production studio. Yes, I had to call you out. Now that you're doing live stream, you got to dress prepared, right? You got to come dressed for that's success. Right. Should I start so, wearing a suit, Barber? No, Red Friday is Red Friday. You got to wear something red, bro. You can't be on. You can't be on the live stream without nothing red. That's, I mean, that's part of being part of Chiefs Kingdom, so
3: yeah. I should have. I should have worn. I almost actually did grab the, the Chiefs long sleeve shirt.
6: should have, could have, yeah. <laughs> Coach, was, I, I, I know I was supposed to run that route. I, <laughs> I,
0: I thought was, about I
6: it. I thought about it, but then I <laughs> didn't didn't do it. So. You got to be easy. You got to be easy. What you say out your mouth. Now, because the text see look, text I'll give you going credit. R- you,
3: you're You wearing a hoodie that's definitely not red. It does have the Chiefs logo on it. So it's a free pass. But you're definitely wearing a green hoodie today. But he's got a
6: red shirt on yeah, underneath. I have it. a red arrowhead like made so mob. Wait, if I
3: wore a red undershirt, I'd be good. Ooh, I like
6: those made mob shirts. Yeah, bro.
3: OK. Again, if you give me some more Chiefs gear, I got plenty of it. But I'm if not you, if giving you, wanna, you
6: anything. If you want to <laughs> give me some you Chiefs support gear? Support
3: the kingdom, man. I, I like the hoodie you have on. I really
6: do. This is the the one the tribute to uh, Derek Thomas Senior. They got the patch on it. Yeah, yeah. no,
4: I like the hoodie. That's a good looking hoodie. He like legitimately wants you to take your hoodie off of your body (laughs) right now and give it to. It's a nice hoodie. This
6: is salute to service. (laughs) It is. It is the whole month. I think we should make it a month, not just a week, but.
3: It's good to see you, Barber. Good to see Sean Barber. For those of you who watched on the video stream, you could see him as well. And uh, yeah, he's still alive in our Guillotine League, and he texts yes. us all the time about that to make sure we know. He lets all the time, us, hey, That's you're doing right. great. He's, yeah, I'm rooting for you, Barber. I'll keep it up. Appreciate yeah, it. There you go, Sean Barber. Of course, uh, you hear him throughout the week on six ten, and good to hear him uh, here on Cody and Gold. Let's talk though about the, the wide receivers because yesterday we we were discussing how maybe then they could be. And then later on in the afternoon, we get the word from the Chiefs that McCall Harmon is going on IR. So that we—that means, of course, he's out at least four weeks. We don't really know much about it. It's kind of a weird scenario, right? A week ago, he was ruled out. Uh, they, they said it was an abdominal injury. Then on uh, Wednesday, we heard from Andy Reid, and they started calling it an abdominal illness uh, slash heel injury, which he had the heel injury earlier on in the season. So we don't
4: know how, how serious this is. But serious enough, though, where they know he's not available for four weeks. And then had the cu- And then said... They don't, you know, like, and then the reporting from the national reporters was they don't think it's a season-ending injury. And you're like, okay, there's a couple of ways I can read that. Like, because you could say it's not a season-ending injury. That seems like it would be a little more firm if a national reporter had said it that way, Gold, instead of they don't think that it's a season-ending injury, which implies something else. I don't know what's going on here, but I don't just think it's like. He has an abdominal strain. It's weird. I don't know if they're flipping between whether to have surgery for something different internal. I don't know what's happening, but the way that they have treated this injury, how quiet they had been on it for two weeks, how they had changed the language to better describe the injury, but have not yet come out and say exactly what's going on leaves a lot of questions, but it, I'll say this, your timing of the Kadarius Tony signing similar to that or the trade similar to that of when the Rams side, Odell Beckham jr. And then Robert Woods immediately went down could not have ended up better. Obviously your goal was that all those guys would be on the field together. The McColl and Tony and MVS and Juju would all play at the same time. But at least now you have another safety net because otherwise we'd be talking about can sky more actually step up because well, that's what to. it would have come yeah. down to. Can sky yeah. actually now they can still avoid it for a little bit. Not maybe not this week. Cause Juju's probably not going to play. But you know, Juju, MVS, Kadarius, Tony, Travis, Kelsey, the running backs, right? You still wouldn't necessarily Justin Watts, whatever. You still wouldn't need, you know, Sky Moore to be like, you got to be a part of the offense now, man. I know we've been waiting all year. You got to do something now. It would have been that way if they didn't have Tony. We would have been heavily sure. relying on Sky Moore's contributions. And that trade at least buys you a little bit, and because we saw Tony be good, you're feeling good about it at the moment.
3: You, you do, and and I'm with you where it sure seems like Juju's also likely not going to play uh, on Sunday. I think we both feel that way. I think we all, all three of us feel that way, and so you're looking about Sunday where uh, MVS, who was limited in practice yesterday, I, I mean, so he's not a hundred percent sure thing for Sunday, but it seems like he will be to a certain extent. So MVS, uh, Tony, Justin Watson, and and Sky Moore is kind of where this thing is trending, and. Uh, Now, all of a sudden, it's almost a lock that Tony's going to have a very nice role the rest of the season because McCall Harmon's not going to be eligible to even come back until that Seahawks game, which is on December 24th. McCall Harmon's going to miss the Chargers game. I guess he could be eligible for the Texans game. I apologize. He's going to miss the Chargers game, the Rams game, the Bengals game, the Broncos game. He could be back December 18th against the Texans. If not, then you're looking at maybe the 24th. Against the and you'd Seattle like to maybe Seahawks. get him
4: rolling again before the end of the, it's the same thing. It's hard for any NFL player, no matter the position, Gold, to just be like, okay, now it's playoff speed. And you're like, wait, you just took the last six weeks off from NFL speed. It's hard to then rely on them in a postseason game. Like maybe they'd be up and running by the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl, but you'd like them to get in after that four weeks so that there is a what a month long stretch. Yeah. To build him back up before the postseason
3: hits. But I'm excited
4: about the opportunity. Not that
3: you any any time someone gets hurt, you don't want them out for a long period of time. But we all looked at Kadarius Tony in the trade and said, you know what, he might be the long-term McCall Harmon replacement. And so now we're, we are going to see that for at least four weeks that yeah. he's going to jump into the McCall Harmon role and and more because of Juju being out right now as well. And this is why if we were to when we did our projections for Tony, you know, we were all in that 160 to 220 range yardage wise. It's not crazy to think he can end up having 300, 400 yards for this team this year, which is nuts to think of. Like, that's a real possibility
4: now. We would have taken that out of an entire season of Skymore. we were thinking like 550. If it had been like 500, I'd been like, okay. And then all of a sudden, what? Tony's going to do that in a half a year? There's a chance. I mean, they're going to use him more. I'll say that. And McCool Hardman already felt like the kind of player who probably wasn't going to get re-signed to end up back in Kansas City. So I don't think that it's crazy to say this probably hurts those odds even more. But I don't think he was coming back anyway. They traded for Tony. They drafted Sky Moore. Uh, McCole Hardman's been a fine NFL player for them, but it also doesn't seem like, oh, okay, problem solved. They were going to bring McCole Hardman back. I never really thought that was in the cards anyway, so it feels like that's it. I just I can't get over how we they are weird about injuries sometimes. Anyway, but it's like this one they're being particularly cagey. Like I don't know if he's going to get hit really hard with it today on Friday. Asking questions about it, you're like, can you just real quick? what's the injury yeah what's going on with that what's going on is he okay is it you know like how possible is it he's going to come back this year because that does it's it's better than if like juju was going to be gone for four weeks in the middle of this offense certainly but it's not like mccall doesn't have a role here
3: no and mccall last night on his instagram page he just said it was a photo of him he just said i'll be back on the field soon and that was that was all he put so you know it's You know, everybody can read into all sorts of things and and speculate. That's also vague. I don't know if that's. I'll be back soon. Well, soon is at no earlier than four weeks.
4: Are you spending more time on Instagram now that Twitter might die? I always check the stories. Like so,
3: I I'll, I'll always. I just don't post a whole lot normally. But I'll, I'll Are you go, gonna start uh,
4: posting on there if you don't have somewhere to post on oh, Twitter? I
3: mean, if Twitter went away, I would probably start I would honestly probably end up having to use TikTok as well and I would start leaning into that more. Like but not like to do crazy videos, but just to do videos and do stuff like that. But it'd be weird. Something new will come out. Even if Twitter went away, we know how this goes. There was a MySpace, there was a Zenga. But, like, but I like But I like Twitter. I like it better than the other. Well, ones. so do I, but it'll be okay. Like the world's not gonna end. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's gonna be it's it's gonna be all right if that is, is something that actually Happens. actually happens
4: it seems hard for a company of that size to just completely fall apart
3: Pete Sweeney our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride gonna join us coming up at 11 o'clock we'll get his thoughts on the McCall Harman injury see if he has heard anything and does this change the need to go out and get Odell Beckham Jr. even does that change the thought process if you're Brett Veach so that's something we'll get into with Pete Sweeney yesterday we had charge Paul charge from guillotine leagues and we were asking him about not only Kadarius Tony but is Pacheco that that starter for you in fantasy now? Is he someone you can rely on? He had a great stat, though, uh, to tell you just really where this backfield has tra- trended towards. And that is that Pacheco has 18 carries. last. We, we know that. Which is more than Clyde has had in his last 20 games. Think about that. Pacheco had 18 carries for, what, 80-something yards.
4: Yeah. That's more carries than Clyde has had in his last twenty. How can you how can you hear that and still think that they have some plan for Clyde that they're lying about? Because they keep saying writing the hot hand, and it's not true. Pacheco will have a drive for five carries and forty yards in a previous game, and it'll give it right back to Clyde, who will go three carries for four. Clyde how is, can you still think they have a role for him? They don't. So Clyde has
3: one catch in the last month as well. So th- th- to go with that, now I'll, I'll play you what Eric B. You mentioned the hot hand. So let me let me play what Eric B and had to say, and then I, I've got some thoughts on. Like, what does this actually mean? Are we buying it?
5: And obviously, we're going to always roll with the hot hand. And I know that's something that a lot of people don't like to hear. But we always want to do what we feel is best in that particular moment. Now, are we neglecting anyone? No, because those guys know that they have to be ready when called upon. It was just like I had a discussion with our players uh, yesterday. You know, always tell them, Make sure that you're maximizing the opportunities in the classroom, on the field, in the weight room, and in the training room. Because we're at that time of the year where injuries happen, so you may be called upon throughout the course of a game to define your greatness. The question is, you know, when those opportunities present present themselves, have you mentally and physically prepared yourself for those particular moments? And so. Those are the things that we stress and our coaching staff are harping on that, you know, and that's the things that they have to be ready for.
3: So riding the hot hand would be, well, carry over Pacheco from 18 carries and was 80 some Clyde of, was the eight, hot hand, 18, 2019. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while now. So I think there is, there is something though that they mean also, in my opinion, by hot hand. So one, there's the, the overall week by week hot hand. It's Pacheco right now. But I still think, and this is why we've discussed, like, do I think Clyde is just forever going to not have any role on this team? And I still say no. I don't I don't believe that's the case. Is because there is still, to me, the thought that, let's say Pacheco, who is going to be the starter, who's going to get the first opportunity, as he should at this point in time. He's the hot hand. Okay. Two series, let's say he gets to start the game. And for whatever reason, they're not able to run the football. And then they give a snap or two to Clyde they they really don't seem all that dedicated to one particular guy to where it would not surprise me if Clyde rattled off two or three runs, Cody, and did for what, you know, ha- have an ability to run the football. If they say, well, he's the hot hand now, we're going to keep going with him the rest of that particular game. And then the next week it's back to Pacheco. Like I do think there is still that aspect to it, but Pacheco is going to continue to get every opportunity to continue to keep this thing rolling. But I think especially with Juju out with McColl out, they're going to try to get as many people involved in this offense. I don't think we're going to be sitting here talking about Clyde consistently only getting six snaps a game
4: the rest of the season. I think it's probably under twelve. I, I don't think. I think his role under is twelve.
3: Yeah, I guess. I, I think guess. his
4: role is going to be minimal. Like, I don't think he's ever going to have the role he used to have. I don't care the game. I don't care the hot hand stuff. He's not going to get enough snaps to be the hot hand. That's the point. You give more to the other guy. I think that this is the Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon show the rest of the way, because of what. Like And one, Eric Bidemi is just not telling the truth. This year, that has not been how they've handled it. They've not handled hot hand in-game or out-of-game. They've just done things arbitrarily. Pacheco wasn't coming off some big game when they made him the starter. They just made him the starter because they wanted him to get the ball more. They wanted him to get it more. And it has been an ever-decreasing number of snaps and an ever-decreasing number of plays that Clyde Edwards-Alaire is involved in for weeks and weeks and weeks. Tampa had 19 carries, then nine then nine, two weeks ago, six, three, or one week ago, four, last week, zero. To me, that is a trend line. That is a trend line heading straight into the dirt of yeah. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not a real factor in this offense anymore.
3: Yeah, no, he, he hasn't been, but I, I'm just not as confident as you are that for the It'll next last eight weeks that will go. Because also Pacheco, who is coming off the six I guess it was 16 carries, as we said, 18, 16 carries in uh, 82 yards against uh, uh, the Jags. Prior to that, five carries, eight carries, two carries, one carry. So it's, so it's not like the the sixteen carries is the norm either. Pacheco is the guy, but I just think it doesn't take much for suddenly uh, them to say, well, we're we're, ba- we're we're back to Clyde in a particular game. If Pacheco doesn't run the ball effectively early on, and let's say Clyde has two or three good plays, I could see him all of a sudden having a bigger role in one particular game. But Pacheco, who's going to be the more constant guy? Yeah, it's going it's going to be. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, which is I agree with you on the whole hot hand comment. That, that's just a way to nicely claim that they're not really benching. A well, guy he can't. Or whatever. He can't like, just be like, "Sorry, yeah.
4: Clyde, I'm not giving you the ball anymore." Yeah, that's that, not exactly motivating.
3: That, that is why they phrase it the way they're phrasing. It. I Correct. think we, we all can read, read between the lines on on that. But I, I wouldn't. It's just whether it's Sunday against the Chargers or a couple weeks against the Rams or whatever. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if suddenly we we saw an uptick randomly out of nowhere. Seriously, from from Clyde, we're like, "Oh wow, that was the best game Clyde's had in three weeks, like or five weeks." I guess it would be at that point in time. So. That's the the interesting thing about the running back situation. But, no, Isaiah Pacheco, he will be the starting back on Sunday night against the Chargers against a terrible rush defense and a terrible defense. I think there's an opportunity
4: for this O-line and for Pacheco to have a really nice showing. I hope that it – I mean, obviously, I hope that it goes that way. But, I mean, I, I don't mind if Clyde has a role, but the fact that he has one catch, that was his bigger role anyway. And that's gone all to Jarek McKinnon. So now there's left of who runs the ball. Oh, McKinnon's the biggest like
3: lock in. in the entire backfield oh, yeah. because of his great ability to be a pass protector. He'll they, play no matter what. Yeah, that it doesn't matter if he's not running the ball well and they give him the random carry here or there. No, he he's someone they trust. Mahomes trusts because of his effectiveness to be a pass protector. And you know Mahomes talked about that this week. Uh, as well uh, coming up in 10 minutes we'll go to the defensive side of things and a huge test maybe the biggest one so far for one young Chiefs player in just a little bit but I don't know if you 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 have siblings so I don't know if you ran into this or whatever but last night was the first time I had met my twin sister's boyfriend so oh. I have two for those that don't
4: know I have two, Has she not had a boyfriend for a while
3: correct so I have two sisters one is married has kids uh, we, we've talked about my brother-in-law I think before on the show but this is my twin sister so obviously same age duh you uh, would you be surprised? How many people be like, "Are they? Is she the same age?" Yes, that's how it are works. Are you guys
4: actually twins? Because you're, that's... you know, you're a boy and a girl. So yeah,
3: <laughs> so
2: that was. Like, Wait a minute, Nicole. you're telling me that there are people who ask you <laughs> if you are the same age as your twin sister? Yes, for yes, it's
3: no. happened before. It has happened before. Yes,
4: that's embarrassing. For yeah, me. yeah,
3: that's that has absolutely happened before. That Have is you, shocking. So I, I met I met him before. So my, my parents, I guess, are meeting him in a couple weeks or something like that. Okay. So I, so I met him. So before. So she's serious. Yeah, yeah, I think so. What'd you think? Super nice guy. Big sports fan. I like that. I like that. Big sports fan. That'd just be weird. This wouldn't fit in very well if you're like, well, I don't like sports. With sport. your family in particular, yeah, wouldn't fit what, in very well. That's what I'm saying. Seems like
4: your mom, your dad, you, Big your sister, family. your brother-in-law.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, So that's good. And he also went to KU, so that's a plus in my book.
4: What, if he went to Missouri, he's not good enough for your sister?
3: No, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that he went to KU is a plus. He's a big KU fan. He went. I think he went to school the same time that Nick and I did. We obviously it's a big school. We didn't know each other. What's his name? Uh, <laughs> his name is Ross. Did you know any Rosses while you were there? Nick, Nick's <laughs> play. Oh okay, no. here we go. Ross. Did you let your sister
4: meet your girlfriend the last time?
3: Uh they didn't. Uh, they Similar did not. time frames they of meet. knowing each other. They did not meet.
4: Hmm. Interesting. You guys are taking two different approaches. Was this her idea or yours? Who wanted to meet them? The, did she want to introduce the boyfriend to you, or did you want to meet the boyfriend?
3: I think it was. I think she's she's the one that asked. She said, "Hey, do you want to on this Thursday? Do you want to go get drinks? Because that's all we it was very casual." What do you we order? Were, we went out. Let's uh, judge him based on yeah, that hamburger. What
4: you, hamburger. What do you put on it?
3: I don't remember. I didn't pay that much attention.
2: It, was not a, hey, it so wasn't not inter- a cheeseburger. It
3: wasn't an, uh, There was no cheese on it. There was, there <sighs> it's was, already no, that's already no, concerning. Did that's he get like me.
2: plain? Did he just get like a plain no. cheeseburger? He uh he did not get a plain cheese. What was the side? Fries, I believe. Did he, did he have a clean plate? You have a happy plate. <laughs>
3: <laughs> did he drink? Yeah, of course. What did he drink? Well, we we all got a, two pitchers of
2: Blue Moon. Did so. he drink in excess? Mm. Did he out? Did he outdrink you? <laughs> did he do it? Nick do when shared, he met we his, shared, his girlfriend's we father? yeah. Drink in excess. He did not get completely, to the moon. He did
3: not get trashed the way Nick did in front of his father-in-law, future father-in-law. I not what
2: happened. Not what happened. What do you mean? Not
4: what happened. That is what happened for you at the Chiefs game.
3: Did you or did do- you
4: not get trashed?
3: No. On the
2: day in which you met your no. girlfriend's dad. No, I, I had a, I had a few drinks.
4: A few? <laughs> <laughs> I saw you that day. Define a few. More or less than eight.
2: Less eight, dude. Uh, eight would i will be black out. <laughs> you would be a lost at a concert. 160 pounds. You think <laughs> I can put back eight drinks in two hours?
3: No, oh, but it was nice. It was very, like, low-key, casual, because just hanging. I think, actually, in fact, that was way better than having the first time, like, where it's the whole entire family. And that's probably very stressful for anybody. So this was, yeah, it was good. We watched a football game last night.
2: Seems did, like Did it, you give him a hug at the end of the night? No. It was
3: handshake? A handshake, yeah. Did you say? How was the handshake? Did you huh? say,
2: welcome to the family, bro?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I did not. I did not say that. No. I, mm. did, I did not. What's he do? For
4: a living. Uh, no, uh that's too much. We're going to give no, his name no, and no. what he does yeah, for a living? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too oh, much. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. It's not my, it's not my relationship to me. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, that's, I don't, yeah. I didn't like it. That's not I fair. think
4: we get, the, the Twitter, the people sleuth on the text line or on the, someone with like yeah. a name and their occupation would and knew that they went yeah. to Kansas would have figured this thing out too quick.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone says they always would make it awkward. Yeah, I'm not going to do that to my sister. That's not fair to her. I'm not going to make it awkward for her. That's, that's, I don't do that. That's, it's good to not,
4: find out that they can deal tough. with your family. Does your well, family man, typically like, make it awkward for people sometimes? No, do they also, rib each other? Also
3: have a chance to meet our whole like, whole family when she introduces him You know, in, a, in I think, a couple weeks or whatever something like that. I think we're all getting dinner at some point in December. Like, cause
4: I've been told our family's like hard to just like step into it because we're loud mm. and we make fun of each other. And we say same. things that make people uncomfortable. Exactly. So anytime somebody well, like comes into our like... dynamic, it's like, who? so like, you, I mean that you might be warming him up for that. If your family's yeah. warm and welcoming
2: and doesn't do those things, it might be a very different dynamic. So my, my dad likes to sort of, he likes to joke around with any girl. I brought like the, when Lindsay, I think this was last year, she came in town for a Ku game. My dad had a ec- two extra tickets. Asked if Lindsay and I wanted to go to the game, so we went. Had a great time. And then he's like, "Hey, should I mess with her in a little bit?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And so my dad <laughs> sent my dad sent Lindsay a Venmo request <laughs> for, for the, the ticket? tickets. Did she pay it? <laughs> no, no. I she's like, "Hey, your dad just sent me a Venmo request." I, she's like, oh, "That's f-, she's like it's totally fine." <laughs> <laughs> she, she's so sweet that, like, I think she's she like, kind of. It's fine. It.
4: I'll pay it if I need to. And then
2: my dad was like, "I'm kidding. I'm kidding." <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see. You gotta see if, the, if they can kind of. Especially if, if that's your family dynamic. Yeah. Setting up
4: the like initial small group family dynamic before a big one, I think, is actually nice. Well, good agree. luck to your sister. I hope that she found love.
2: <laughs> Such a weird way. of saying <laughs> it. Cody finds a way to make. Talk about making it awkward. Cody finds a
3: way. Cody finds a way Uh, up next. We get right back into the chiefs though. The, The biggest test we've talked about tests a lot when it comes to this chiefs defense, but there is a chance depending on the old injury report that it could actually happen on Sunday night. We'll tell you why. half second there i thought i was getting ready to watch beverly hills cop (laughs) something like that i love that show when it's ever whenever it's on like it's it's one of those where whenever if whenever it's on tv or if it's on a random streaming app i'm like yeah i'll watch for a little bit i love that show
2: i'm gonna be honest with you you've never you've never watched it never watched it really now there was a show you're talking about the movie the movie with With eddie murphy yeah 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 never seen it
3: what Not not the first one not the second one Oh, they're they're, three. Just, they're fantastic. Classic stuff. Yeah,
2: they really are.
4: By the way, it's so cold in this studio. Oh. It is an act of enjoyment to wash my hands with that, like, scalding hot water. I know. Water.
2: It's like sitting in a hot shower. <laughs> yes. Hot shower, it's hot so tub.
4: Cold. Just <laughs> sit there with your hands under the faucet, like, oh. Like I know, like when their kids are like say the ABCs while you wash them, I'm like I might I might do a hundred letters, I whatever it takes to just keep my hands <laughs> in this
3: hot water. It's um, because it's so cold in this studio. It's not as bad as the the guys that are on at 6 a.m. of course in Fesco and, and Kling because they're wearing winter coats in here. Now, not a bad idea. It's still pretty. You miserable. got your hands
4: tucked into your arms there. I do.
3: It's 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 a little cold in here. It's a little.
4: I always forget in winter a lot of times because the the car is parked no. in the garage and I know it's cold outside. But, I, you know, you're hot, running around, like, getting stuff ready before. I never remember to put a coat on before I come to this office. I haven't worn a coat in, like, a week. Oh,
2: I mean, I'll wear the coat. I just office. don't want to wear it inside. It'll, it'll change soon. More days like this where it's 17 degrees on the way to work. It's 17 degrees in work, Nick. It's not even just, like, <laughs> the All current right, temperature inside between.
4: this building. Okay, that's a bit of an over-exaggeration. But it is cold in here. Colder than it was yesterday. No doubt. No doubt. We'll get to Nick's Noble Notes here
3: in about... 12 minutes or so, but I think we've talked a lot about the, the tests that Trent McDuffie has had to go through, and we felt like on Sunday he got his first real test in terms of in-game other than just, hey, being an effective yeah, coverage they guy. Threw they threw his way. He batted down a pass. He made a play on the ball. Uh, but when is he going to have like that legit top-tier wide receiver matchup? Uh, Christian Kirk's had a nice season, but he's not a, a top-15 wide receiver. Uh, In this league, even though I know statistically, I think he does find himself just on the fringe of that this year. In a couple weeks, they get Cincinnati. That's the real one. But if Mike Williams and Keenan Allen actually play on Sunday night, well, there you go. Now, I know there's some people that are still skeptical out in L.A. I was listening to an interview that somebody did with a couple of the Chargers folks that they're like, yeah, they're both been practicing this week. But nobody knows for sure, really, if they're both going to play. But if Mike Williams and or Keenan Allen do play on Sunday, it is. then it's a hell of a test for the defense either plays, as a whole. But
4: especially if it's both. Herbert, you're
3: you're a corner and you've got Herbert throwing to Williams and Herbert throwing to Keenan Allen. Yeah, that, that, that's a big time test suddenly for
4: Trent McDonald well, which would Mike, be a good thing. Mike Williams exposed their single biggest weakness in the secondary the last time they played. He went eight catches, 113 yards and a touchdown because he's much bigger than all of their undersized corners. Right, They don't have a bunch of, like there were times in the past in the Bob Sutton era, early in the Spags era, that they went after those like six foot two lengthy kind of corners with long arms and tried to make up the distance. But currently the way they sit, they're not a very big secondary. And last year, the guys who have given them trouble both this year and last year are the same. Big, tall, physical, wide receiver. Sometimes the speed. Gabe Davis has burned them twice. Jamar Chase has burned them twice. Mike Williams has gotten three big games in the last four. It's the big wide receivers that caused them problems. So specifically if Mike Williams plays, I want to see how he holds up because my guess is Kansas city won't want to roll the same coverage, Mike Williams way. And they will see if McDuffie can hang better than the way the last time they faced this. Cause you could be like, well, they'll put Mike Williams on McDuffie. I don't know. Last time it went pretty well when they put Mike Williams on everyone else.
3: Yeah. Jalen so, Watson uh, there. He had his moments. He, he admitted it. He He, he said, uh, when they faced Mike Williams in week two, like he knew that every couple plays, he just got to find a way to make a play, right? Like he knows that he's getting, in a way sure. like Mike Williams was going to get his, but can and you, can, can you make a play every once in a while? And of course we all know what Jalen Watson ultimately was able to do. That wasn't a play with Mike Williams, but we know he was able to make a play in the game. Even if, you know, short-term memory, right? They always talk about that with corners. Like you got to be willing to forget the play before. It's just that's it's a tough job being a corner in the league because it's almost impossible to win. Yeah, you know? you're you're not you know unless you are one of those truly elite Hall of Fame guys. You're not really shutting down a player the entire game on your own. Um, and we know the the Jalen Watson play ended up swinging the entire game. So it'd be interesting to see what what they learned from that first matchup. If you're a young secondary uh, like a uh, uh, Joshua Williams or Jalen Watson, what what you've learned over the last couple of weeks facing. You know not not the best wide receiver cores necessarily in in football the last two two weeks in particular in the Titans and in Jacksonville but this would be a really good test for them and this would also be one of those where we've 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 been praising the defensive front how how well chris Jones and how well Colin Saunders and of course Carlos Dunlap you get Frank Clark back on Sunday they'll ease him in like you're going to need that those wide receivers are available if you do want to help out mcduffie those that defensive front is going to have to continue to play at a pretty high level
4: I just think it's it's I mean, obviously, until we get to Cincinnati and the reports, the early reports right now is that they're hoping Jamar Chase will actually be back the week before they take on the Chiefs. So even if they're a week behind, you would think there's a pretty good chance Jamar Chase is going to be back with Cincinnati by the time they take on the Chiefs. But no, I I think that this will be, and I do want to get to a point where everyone else can feel the way I do about McDuffie, which is he's the goods and he's going to hold up. Sure, as you pointed out, very few guys are, I don't. I'm not predicting he's Sauce Gardner or um, Jalen Ramsey or any of those guys just yet. But can he hold up against that major competition? Because to this point, he's only played two and a half games, and in those games, the best wide receiver they faced in any one of those particular matchups was what? Hollywood Brown, or was it last? You know, like, or was it last week? There haven't been you know with Christian Kirk. Like, I mean, that's the top level of wide receiver they faced. And there are some really good ones they could possibly face in the AFC, including, oh, I don't know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Jamar Chase. Or I don't know, maybe all of a sudden, Traylon Burks is going to be something. Yeah. That's one game. Guys guys like Tyreek, it doesn't matter what
3: I mean. They're going to get theirs. You know what I mean? It's one of the... Sure, but you just can't lose
4: over and over and over and over and over again with no success. You know what I'm saying? There there can't be no hope, Gold. if that makes sense. You're right. You are going to lose some of those battles, and that's okay. But is it going to be... To the point that you can't recover. You can't let Tyreek get theirs, cannot be 10 catches for 210 yards either. Get theirs can be, you know, nine catches for 115 in Tyreek Hill's case, but it can't be some of those numbers that we saw Jamar Chase or Gabe Davis put up against this defense over the last couple of years.
3: Yeah, those, I still think those are outliers for sure. But yeah, you can't, you can't be giving up 220. Uh, can't be giving up 220 to, uh, to Jamar Chase or, or the four touchdowns or whatever it was. Uh, to Gabe Davis, but those, those stand out because those were absolute outliers. Now you brought up the Tennessee Titans and we saw last night, they they're at seven and three that they, they are. They've been this way for a while, I think in my opinion, teams. but they're, they, they're the best team in the AFC South. It's just not close. They've been that way for the last three years That division sucks, but they have to their credit, taken advantage of that. And they got a win against the Packers team that maybe thought they had something going after being the Cowboys. And that, that certainly wasn't the case. The Packers, didn't figure anything out magically by beating the Cowboys. They looked like the same issues that they've had throughout much of the season. And to credit the tides last night, they actually did it throwing the football a little bit. That was the difference. We know Derrick Henry, they want to run, 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 but Ryan Tannehill, he had the, the pick late in the game, but he played really, really well last night. And you mentioned the rookie and Traylon Burks who had been hurt for so much for, for so much of this season. That was an impressive win still to go on the road on a short week the Titans are going to win that AFC South. They're going to probably be the three seed because of their, their win. Like, they're going to get enough wins. I think they'll end up as the three seed. I don't
4: are you think. sure they can't be the one? They got the same number of wins as Kansas yeah. City.
3: Yeah, I don't think. Well, so they've also they've won less. We, we'll see how... They lost to Kansas City. I understand. Yeah, they, they need a They can't tie, you know, so they. So, no, I, I think if we're talking one seed, it's still Chiefs, Bills, Ravens are the three that I would look at personally. But Tennessee could could be a three or a two, I guess, to your point, if you think they can climb up to the two. I don't think they're going to be the, the fourth. We would have thought, oh, the AFC South winner will be the fourth seed. I had, the Titans might win 12 games again.
4: I had kind of comfortably settled into not taking the Titans seriously. So I've decided to uh, maintain that, like, because that's what you can do. You can watch them last night and be like, that's maybe the best they've played all season. Good bounce back after the, you know, losing to the chiefs a couple weeks ago, they then beat the Broncos and what was an ugly game, but then beat the Packers too. So they've now won two in a row since that, which means they've won three out of four and four out of five. But I mean, I still, and that, but that's the best they've looked on offense all year. And honestly, yeah, seven of eight, I, think. I refuse to take them seriously because I, it's too late. I understand that they've got some things that work. They've got a good defensive line. Derrick Henry's great. Maybe, maybe they found something in a wide receiver who's been hurt much of the year, and they will actually have a competent wide receiver play even after trading A.J. Brown. But I don't think you need to just trade A.J. Brown, still have Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback and be good. They are 7-0 and against teams who are below five hundred. they They're 0-3 against teams who are above five hundred. Their next two games are against teams above five hundred. So I guess if they get through that 2-0, then I'll be having a very different no, conversation the about it's, them. But I don't think that that's going to happen.
3: It's the same as a year ago. I mean, it's, it is what it is kind of with them. They're, they were the one seed a year ago. Uh, that's impressive to be the one seed. But nobody really thought they were a suitable threat. It's the same thing this year. They're going to rack up a bunch of wins. They might win a playoff game. And they might give you some fits. They gave the Chiefs fits, as we all know, just two weeks ago, even with Malik Willis as the quarterback. Because they're well-coached, very well-coached. And so they'll, they'll be a pain in your ass, and there's not a gimme win in the playoffs, but they're not a team that's going to go with the way they play offensively. I don't think they're winning three straight games on their way to a Super Bowl. It's that's just, you know, to, to like get to the ever? Super Bowl. Because
4: normally the adage for the teams with the average quarterback, is like, let's get ourselves in the dance every year, and then one of these times we'll get lucky. It's just because and we'll look, sneak look, through. Look at the but post. I'm like, no way, man. Everyone's look, better than you. Every team, I, I take Buffalo over you, Kansas City over you, yeah. the Ravens over you, yeah. maybe Cincinnati over you. Look, look at the... The quarterbacks, you kind of were going
3: through it there. But if Ryan Tannehill's in the same postseason with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Tua, let's say, just for starters, like, I, those? you know, I'm, I'm just not going to
4: take Ryan Tannehill. Sorry, it's not going to happen. So we can agree to not take the Titans serious. We we'll just keep moving on shame. about our lives, it's not taking them serious. They're a good team. They'll win some games. They'll win plenty of games because they got one of the better coaches, as you said, in the AFC. But come playoff time, we don't have to do the song and dance that is. What are they going to do to stop Derek Henry? Same as last year, and nothing has
3: changed. Same as last year. They're going to be a pain in the ass for you, but and they're not a pushover, but it's not a not a team that you are you would and still I, rather face them than playing the Bills or the Chiefs if you're anybody else
4: in the AFC. Sure. The one difference is they are, the, the pain in the ass thing is one reason why I guess I would still wouldn't mind avoiding them in the postseason because they are the kind of team that can knock you off once. Catch them in the first round or the second round, they're good enough to knock you off. They're not winning all three, to your point, Gold. They're not the team that stands in your way of winning a Super Bowl, in my mind, because if you lose the Titans in the first round, you weren't winning the Super Bowl anyway. You were going to fall to somebody else. You were going to falter at another spot. But I do kind of hate that they have been a huge pain in the ass for the Chiefs for years. I don't know if one regular season win two weeks ago washes that away for you, but they have been a huge pain, right? Like, they just constant. Constant annoyance is a matter of fact is what I would pretty much describe them as to Kansas city in the entire Andy Reed era. The AFC South is still the only division. They have a losing record against the Titans. One of the few teams they have a losing record against because I don't know, like it's just the way they play football versus the way you
2: play it. But it seems like it's pretty consistent.
5: Gotta write down. Next notable notes.
2: All right, guys, you know how I like to go back to, uh, a year prior, and see oh, what we while. were talking about on this day. That's actually not what I'm going to do today. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So why did you mention it? Well, mostly because I went back and looked at looked at last year's rundown. And what congratulations we to both of you guys. Oh. Nothing too shocking. What did we say a year ago? Discussed it. Uh, well, I don't know specific because. This was about the time where you guys stopped attributing your names to the rundown, maybe because you saw this coming. Like if I put my name (laughs) next to something, then Nick can use it against me. But uh, we were talking about sort of the copycats in the league and how teams were starting to defend other great passing attacks the way that they were already defending the Chiefs. But this was most importantly about the time when the Chiefs started to turn things around. We know how the first six or seven weeks went. Then all of a sudden, there was that slog where they beat the Packers and the Giants, but they weren't doing so convincingly. At this point last season, the Chiefs were 6-4, and four, and they were in line for the 4th seed in the NFL playoffs. They were behind Tennessee, Buffalo, and Baltimore, who was currently leading the uh, AFC North. What is most impressive, though, is that the wildcard teams were... Pittsburgh, New England, and Cincinnati, who is at just five Those and four. Five and four at this point in the season. We know how Cincinnati went on that late season surge, not just to win the AFC North, but also to go on that great run throughout the postseason. I'm curious, if you're looking at the current AFC playoff picture, I don't care about the teams at the top, the division leaders. I don't want to talk yeah. about. The chiefs or really anybody in the afc east because all of those teams are playing really good football if you were to point to one team right now in the afc playoff picture to say you know what they may not be playing good football i don't really see them being a fixture in the afc playoffs as a team that you have to worry about that could potentially go on a run second half of the season like we saw the bengals do last year is there a team that stands out to you as maybe they fit that profile this year? Am I allowed no, to
4: answer Cincinnati?
3: Yeah, I was going to say like that. You were like this, this I think they would call leading the witness in the courtroom. <laughs> I think you were like leading, leading us to the only team we could possibly answer with. Once we eliminated all the other teams from the criteria. I mean, I, I guess Cincinnati I could say the chargers, it. but they're just so yeah. hurt. Yeah. It's, it's the, char- the truly, chargers there's are only the two, one to me. There's two teams and it's, it's yeah. I think, I think there's only two answers. And it's, it's Cincinnati comes to mind first. And yeah, I guess the, the Chargers, if you think they just got to get healthy. But my only problem with answering with them is if you think they're losing on Sunday to the Chiefs and they fall to five and five, then, they're, then you're really thinking but, they're going on. a. You are thinking they're going on a run. But that's the thing for
2: this for this exercise, though, you sort of have to remove the idea of well if you think they're losing to the Chiefs because that's kind of how it works it's teams go on surprising runs it's not that the schedule just breaks well for them like with Cincinnati Joe Burrow just started playing like the best quarterback in the football for the last month of the season and that's how they went on that run so it's it's not something typically I think that you can see coming or like oh they're starting to trend in the right direction it would sort of be a team that plays well beyond what they had done the first half of the season and Cincinnati's kind of already there right yeah it's weird because last year nobody had preseason
3: expectations for Cincinnati and then they got hot and then they went on the run this year everybody did have huge expectations for the Chargers they haven't met it and so then if they go on a run and they can still reach the original expectation like that was what was so unique I think about Cincy a year ago was they were a team that nobody expected anything, and then they got hot. The Chargers, we expected stuff, and they just—they—they they haven't got to that level. They Miami also... is this year's Cincinnati. The problem is Miami's already in first place in the division currently in the AFCs, but Miami fits the billing. If you were just to ask, like, who's this year's Cincinnati? My
2: answer is Miami. It's just they're exceeding that right now already. What about the other two teams in the AFC East? The Jets or... The... I just can't get behind it, man. But that's kind of it, yeah. right? It's like, it's never a team that you expect. He, it, it's not, but we didn't think like whatever you thought about cincinnati
3: as a team we all still thought jill burrow was probably pretty pretty damn good in the real deal nobody thinks that about zach wilson though. that's my no. issue. and nobody thinks about mac
2: jones doesn't got, he have like doesn't doesn't zach wilson have like five touchdowns right now it's something crazy in the yardage is so low it's their
3: to their credit their defense and special teams has been awesome, and their running game
4: before the Brees Hall injury. Although what's his name Robinson might help them out still. But even if you look at the like the stats for like the teams that got to AFC title games with like Blake Bortles or Mark Sanchez, they had yeah. more than five passing touchdowns at this stage of the season. They were having like career offensive years during that time.
2: I think to, I think for me it's the Chargers just because the talent. I don't think they're going right. to win the division, but if they go on a run to even get in the postseason, which would be difficult for them, they can win games. They can win games because they have the quarterback and they have the talent offensively. We were giving Zach Wilson too much credit, guys. <laughs>
6: too
2: much credit. Four
3: touchdowns, five <laughs> picks. Oh my God. We, were, we were giving Zach Wilson even more credit. We said five touchdowns. No, the man's got four touchdowns and five interceptions. That's how brutal it has been. That's why there's no way I can compare them to what sin- the run since he went on last year. There's no way. Not at all. They still had Joe Burrow. How's that oh, even oh. possible, by the way?
2: All right, last thing for you guys. Pro Bowl voting opened up this week. Last year, the Chiefs got six players into the Pro Bowl. Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and Orlando Brown Jr. was a Pro Bowl selection. Wow! How many Chiefs do you think make it to the Pro Bowl this year? Mahomes and
4: Kelsey and Chris Jones. So let's start there. Those three.
2: Maybe
3: Creed. Creed
4: for um, end of list. Juju.
3: Wow, now he's hurt. He's going to miss some weeks. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it hurts him. No, I think that might be it on offense. What you just said, um, defense. You said Chris Jones. Yeah, I did. Um, that's it, man.
2: Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton should. I would. I would. I mean, he's. I mean, if he ends up being top five in tackles, he's got a pretty decent yeah, chance. And that, yeah, and that's so that, that's probably five. that's probably it. Yeah,
4: that's
2: probably that's
3: it. five. Now, hopefully, none of them are playing in the Pro Bowl anyway. So who cares? They're they're going to be in Arizona getting ready for the Super Bowl. So also,
4: they're finally getting rid of the Pro Bowl starting soon, right? Is that this year when they're just doing the skills contest <sighs> instead of the actual game? It's like flag football, isn't it, or no? It's, it's like a skills contest. They want to do a bunch of different stuff. It might be flag I'll tell you football. What, the anyway, the, I don't
2: uh, care. I'll but. tell you what. The Chiefs may get four first-team All-Pros this year, which well, is more important than the Pro this. Bowl. We talk about that. Chris Jones should be an All-Pro. Kelsey and this Mahomes year. will
4: be first-team All-Pro, and I'd say Chris Jones probably and as well. And Creed
2: Humphrey will deserve to be. It's just will they vote him Who's last, the, the, well, is, normally last year? Normally, it's like he, you got to wait a couple of years, and was, then they'll start giving it I think it was Corey Lindsley, the center for the Chargers. And he's out. He's hurt. Right, but it, we, we joked last year that the reason why they didn't give it to Creed is because he's a rookie, and yep. they make you sort Correct. of earn that sort of stuff. But now that he's a sophomore and continuing to play at the same level he was last year, feels like he's going to get the nod this last season. Last
4: year, uh, Creed received votes. Number one was actually Jason Kelsey. He was first-team All-Pro. Oh. Second was Corey Lindsley from the Los Angeles Chargers.
3: I see Kelsey's still Jason Kelsey still having. A nice
4: yeah, but that's season. the thing. It's Once like, Creed starts getting all pros, just as long as he plays at this level, he'll just <laughs> get him forever. That's the way it works. Typically, like when you're the all pro guy and it's in a position that we cannot easily evaluate just as long as you're the center for that team and they're good. Congratulations. You're going to get a lot of all pros.
3: Those are my notes. Thank you, Nick. Nick's notable notes. People on the stream uh, asking about the Creed Humphrey T-shirt that Nick is wearing on the video stream. Uh, yeah, those those are the ones from Charlie Hustle. We wore those at the Creed Humphrey event on Monday night. So you could have worn that at the Creed event on Monday night if you. We could have all
4: worn a different yeah. Creed Humphrey T-shirt. That's
3: what's crazy. The man has three or four different T-shirt designs that you, we could actually all support him without uh, wearing the same shirt. By the way, we this have live had...
2: stream should open up uh, opportunities for, for Clos- oh. people. Should just be, be giving us clothes. Mail at this us point. whatever
3: T-shirts you want us to wear. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I will wear
2: any free T-shirt that anyone oh. sees. Any, by, by the way, way we we got that any? we got that yes.
4: free Hurricane Hunters T-shirt. Oh, that's a nice shirt.
2: Very good quality. Dude, them, like, Soft, fits great. Soft.
3: Fabric. Soft.
2: Shout out to Garrett, our Hurricane Hunter. I, we'll have to wear that next week on the stream because yeah. I love that shirt.
4: Emma, Emma went out of her way to be like, you know, that T-shirt fits you really well. Like,
2: wow. not like better than a normal. She t-shirt. liked the way it wow. compliments Excuse your, me. Your body, your physique, I don't know. your physique. Hard to say. She just said it fit me really well. Oh, uh, you're gonna be wearing that like every, <laughs> twice a week
3: you now. You should just constantly. I think the when, watch. yeah, when you go home, Cody, you should switch into that shirt, man. You should change out of that hoodie every you're night. wearing. Yeah, <laughs> you should Before wear that. Bed. That should be your bedtime shirt. Ugh. Yeah, I think so. Coming up next, we get to the 11 o'clock hour. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride. We'll ask him about the McCall Hardman injury. He's out for four weeks. And does that mean they should be more interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? We get that answer next
1: county to the end zone cody and gold brought to you by GAN asphalt and concrete for asphalt concrete and parking lot maintenance gann asphalt and concrete one contractor all things parking lot trusted in kansas city since 1994 online at gannasphalt.com don't miss the chiefs red half hour every day at 11 30 on your official broadcast partner of the chiefs 610 sports radio